Hi, y'all. Welcome to the Pop Culture Audit, where we review reality TV and talk about all things pop culture through a contemporary and critical lens. So what exactly is a pop culture audit? Easy. We take a deep dive of pop culture source material, in this case, the infamous America's Next Top Model Cycle 4, comb through it, highlighting some cringy and historic moments in pop culture discourse. If you're into that, you've found the right place. If you're not, you're still in the right place. You just might learn something. I'm Keela. I'm Jasmine, and if I hop off or drop off at any point, just know that I watched this episode and was equally distraught. <laughs> if Jasmine gets kicked off, you have to put all of the rest of your notes in on Instagram. So you'll have to go to Instagram to see the rest Absolutely. of it. Actually, could be so fun, like yes. a real, yeah, yes, real like a PowerPoint. That's right. Yeah. Also, this is friends. And we're not kicking Jasmine off, just to be clear. She's we want her to be here, but her internet might kick her off. And allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. This is a we're conspiracy. Not women in STEM, it's the top model. <laughs> it's the right. top model producers messing with her Wi-Fi. They don't it want is. to see the truth. They don't want to know. They don't want this episode to be released. Okay. It'll it'll be released. They <laughs> Yeah. The truth is getting out there. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm going to dive in, y'all. All right? Please. Okay. America's Next Top Model, Cycle 4, Episode 4, titled The Girl Who Is Contagious, or my subtitle, What in the Actual Blackface? <laughs> so we're going to recap, <laughs> and I'm going to start with context because I did do the recap a little bit. It felt like I needed to restructure the recap a little bit this week. It didn't feel right. So I'm going to be honest with the audience here. We all, I believe, all of us watched this episode multiple times, uh, which is not always the case with these. Usually, I just I just watch it once, and we've been processing it and not really talking about it with each other, but like sort of stewing on it for at least the last week. Keila has like remembered this episode since we started, and then Jasmine watched it I think last Friday and texted us yeah. both. And it got me so curious that I ended up watching it last Friday, which usually I watch it the night before we record. And they they were both saying, no, you have to because you need time to process. So I watched it again last night. It was the second. So I watched it last Friday and thought about it a lot. And then last night I was watching it so I could note it. Um, And I thought I would have some clarity of like how to approach it in this program. And I do not a regular format of like this happened and then this happened and then that happened, like isn't really appropriate. So mm. I say this to Keelan and Jasmine too. I might miss some details that you'll just have to add context to later if you bring them up in your audit points because I'm not going to go through linear. It's still going to be somewhat linear, but I'm going to break it down a little bit differently this time. Okay. We trust okay. you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. So I'm going to break it down into, you know, this is a little – um a little behind the scenes for production people who who uh, aren't production people. And in reality TV, there's often like an A storyline, even in scripted TV, there's, there's an A storyline and a B storyline, right? And um, we're going to talk about the A storyline and the B storyline from the point of view of the producers on this one. So for the creators of the show, America's Next Top Model, episode five here had the A storyline, which we clearly know from the title is Michelle has a weird rash. Okay. So that's like the all consuming thing. She has some like patches of like red, oozy, angry looking skin on her forehead, some on her chin. When I was watching this, I kept thinking, yeah, because of that fucking bleach you put on her head. But like, I don't think that's actually true. 
And then, of course, all of the challenges that they make the girls do are about makeup and, like, it's all gross because Michelle is putting, like, this cover girl makeup over this rash that is really bad, like, really angry rash. Yeah. And they're, like, planting these seeds of, like, makeup can transform a person. That'll be relevant later. In all of these challenges, it's important to know it is all shitty CoverGirl makeup from like 2004. Like it never looks the good. It's worst. so bad. So makeup bad. is going to come to Big makeup is – I don't – is CoverGirl makeup. even big makeup anymore or have I just aged out? Like get – I, 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 I don't think it is. I think it's like because there's so many makeup brands now, I feel like CoverGirl is at the bottom of the barrel. That, it's yeah. all like made of wax. Like it's so hard like – it looks anyway. It's, it's so irrelevant to what happens, but it really bothers. If I was focused on storyline A, this would have consumed me. All this CoverGirl makeup, it's super shitty. Michelle's skin gets worse because she's putting all this fucking CoverGirl makeup on it, and the girls are very immature and they're like really mean and gross about it. But I'll be honest, it, her skin is really gross. Eventually, Michelle goes to a doctor. It's a bacterial thing. It'll go away instantly if she uses like an antibiotic cream. Done. Right? That's storyline A. I will say in between these storylines, before I get to storyline B, in between these storylines, it's relevant to note that Tyra sits down one-on-one and gives ev- ev- makes every girl cry <laughs> for a different reason. So some, some time filler they came up with was you're going to spend time on the couch with Tyra. Um, and she is doing everything with her body and her face and her voice to make you think that she is giving like really wise, sage advice. And it is absolute platitude garbage about very serious things. She is giving advice about homelessness, racism, issues with child, like kids, oh childbirth. Reader, I screamed. Uh, here's a phrase uh, that Tyra says during this. She says, models are popping out babies just like how rabbits are popping them out. And you can bring them to work. She said that about human children. Uh-huh. uh-huh. To a person who has a baby. And she tells Tiffany – that it's okay not to know how to pronounce foie gras because you can always ask them. Like basically just absolute poverty black girl shaming her. Okay. So we'll, I'm sure we'll unpack this later. But oh, yes, we absolutely. will. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, good. Because this is happening. And then again, I'm skipping all of these like cutesy little interstitials and all the Tyra mails and stuff so we can just like get the fuck to it. The B storyline, the throwaway plot. The secondary storyline here is that they're going to shoot a campaign for Got Milk campaign. And if you all remember that, it's like very iconic early aughts throwback. The supermodels and celebrities would all pose with like that cute little milk mustache. It was, I think they did like commercials and billboards, but I remember it most like being in magazines because this was like magazine era. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Schools, remember? Big Dairy was. It was a big, yeah, it was a big deal. She was the girl. It was the campaign. It's like, also interesting how we are so not about milk now. I Very know. lactose. Everyone's lactose generation. Intolerant. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is, I, I gotta be honest. I still love milk, but. <gasps> oh my God. That is one of the Scandal. scariest things. I, yeah, I that is really. Scary. Okay. Unpack yeah. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh, I have so many things to say about milk. milk. 
Okay. Your bones must be strong. That is so scary. Your body, the inflammation. Oh, I can no, go on. It and must on. be your ancestors. Yeah, I just it think is. It is her ancestors. Yeah, I was European. never meant to drink milk, but no. whoever your ancestors were strong and they did have an iron stomach. Yeah. The way I would be humans are sick. not meant to drink milk. We're not okay. supposed to drink cow's milk. Let's I talk agree. about it later. They don't listen. want us to do that. Let's listen. You guys are really. Bring us from our true purpose here. Anti-milk tyrant, not the enemy. That was really anyway, scary. Wow. We're doing this photo shoot for the Got Milk campaign, but they have a little twist on this version, which is everybody wears blackface. Here so, we go. Mm-hmm. Let's pause for a second, and I'm saying that not facetiously. I'm saying that quite literally. Um, we'll get into the the details about it, but I do want to take a little detour here because as we're preparing for this episode, I think, what are we going to say about this? And I'm making this assumption that like we all know in the year 2023, why it would be shocking for everyone to wear blackface. And then I mean, maybe not, maybe we don't know. So just quickly readers, because we're going to do a little history lesson. We're going to start in the early 19th century, uh, which is where like blackface and minstrel shows came to be. They emerged in the early 19th century where white performers uh, would use like burnt cork to darken their skin. And then they would imitate and caricature black people. So this was a whole form of entertainment and like theaters and circuses. And it was like, you know, doing songs, dances, comedic sketches, and making these offensive stereotypes around black people that often portrayed them as like lazy, unintelligent, superstitious. The, this like ended up popularizing these characters um, that were like characterizing enslaved people. This idea of the mammy figure and like these different really, really problematic and pervasive characters that were really centered on black Americans. And that was a very good summary. Oh, I'm not done. Oh, <laughs> so short dissertation. There's All right. more. I went deep uh-huh. on this research. Well, just to say okay. that it didn't just stop, right? It wasn't like everyone collectively woke up and was like, oh, we shouldn't do this anymore. It was really still going even in the early 20th century and started yeah. to become less and less popular, like, as the civil rights movement was coming up. And we see even, like, dribs and drabs of it now when there's some – you know, person who's lived on a rock somewhere that thinks they can still dress up as like Bob Marley for Halloween and that's fine. Uh, But all of that connects back to a really deep and painful history that is about more than just the actual face paint, though the face paint represents just sort of the overall like humiliation and degradation of, of black folks during that time. So it's not okay. (laughs) And I'll say this, I, I have a white daughter. I am a white woman. Like I won't, I, my my child isn't allowed to paint their face with anything that is darker than their actual skin tone, no matter what the color is, right? Because I think it is such a cancerous issue that like there's just no need to even tell the. I'll see people on Instagram, friends of mine who are like who have like a um, a face mask on, right? Like a spa yeah. mask, and if it's, I'm like, oh no, you gotta take that picture down. You gotta yeah, take it down. You can't it have can that picture sus. up. And to take it a step further, too, just even with the spray tans, they've mm-hmm. just gotten so far out of control that <laughs> from with head the dark to toe. foundation, absolutely. Like yeah, the, the Kardashians yes. and, and how they darken oh, their skin. Oh, my God, please. Yeah. 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 It is all – anything that is actively darkening your skin 
any shade is related to this and I think carries the same offense. I also want to sidebar into because what we're about to talk about is not only blackface, but also some playful cultural appropriation and not specific to black folks. So this, you know, cultural appropriation being that adoption, use of imitations, basically taking someone's culture, sometimes incorporating it into your own like aesthetic or look or lifestyle. We often see it when it comes to like dressing up for, you know, Halloween or in different costumes or in this case for this photo shoot that folks um, will take articles of clothing any sort of like symbols, practices, music, art, ritual, and use it for costume uh, or use it for aesthetic and not have any of the cultural like significance, not be invited by that cultural group to be participating. And this isn't just, there's a lot of discourse around this, like, why can't we share things? And isn't it that aren't people culturally appropriating white people when they go to Whole Foods? What? Oh, that's not true. I just made that up. <laughs> like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> <interesting> dialogue. <laughs> well, people people try to equate cultural appropriation as being a two way street, right? And it is not. No, it's the not. The biggest yeah, essence of it is this power imbalance, right? It's a member of a dominant culture borrowing or taking from a marginalized or oppressed culture, which is take you know exacerbating that power imbalance and also reinforcing really harmful stereotypes. Sometimes folks are making money on it. There's a lot of things to unpack within that. So, you know, we can get into that on social media too. But I did want to add the context of both the history of blackface and cultural appropriation as we get into what the hell they're about to do on America's Next Top Model. Thank you for that. That's really important. Yeah, I think it would be even worth posting some references somewhere for people to read more about it because... It is on so many levels now. Maybe there aren't any menstrual shows happening at the moment, but I've even had conversations about digital blackface and like, what does that mean mm-hmm. to use memes and uh, emojis that are specifically designed for people that are not in your culture and how that makes people feel. I mean, it goes, it, it goes pretty deep. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. I also think it's interesting in terms of like fashion and visual beauty at this time that the resolution obviously is to just hire an Asian woman and the show does not have any Asian or Southeast Asian women on the cast. And so they decide to have this fun challenge where they pretend to be Southeast Asian. Like that's not that's not the solution. The solution is to hire someone. There won't need to be a costume if you're hiring a person whose identity is part of that. The other thing I want to say is imagine being a cow. Like imagine being like being a cow and watching the show. Like drink milk. Wow. But why do yeah. you have to be like the cow would be so confused. Like why are you changing visible indicator and holding a baby to articulate milk? There was the, there was the no layers of nonsense oh, to my this goodness. Boot make no sense got milk clean nice we get the cover girl brand integration we get the got milk integration like we're following you when all of a sudden they throw in and i'm telling you this is they throw this in as a an absolute aside by the way everyone is going to be cast as a different ethnicity Uh uh-huh and i'm gonna tell you no one has anything bad to say about this idea (laughs) 
Period. I will Lyrics, say Naima. Oh, Naima we're gonna was We're going to get there. <laughs> I was about to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying when they, when they put the idea out there, no one is like, wait, stop. No, <laughs> this is not good. And we have to assume that this is maybe the 30th time this idea has been shared because this is television. And so no one has anything bad. They are excited. They think this is a fine idea. The challenge Sidebar, here. Mm, sorry to interrupt, but I just thought about how this was also showing up a lot during this whole period. Like I'm thinking about the housewives when they did a photo shoot for the housewives of Atlanta. Oh and my God. Nene wanted Kim to be a black girl. And Kim pushed back on that, like to the point of arguing with Nene behind it. And thank God she did because that wouldn't have aged well for her. Um, but yeah, this was going on. People, It was like very much in the large, and I'm not equating this to being the same thing, but like this white chicks and what's the one where the white man becomes, like this was peak humor. Shallow like, hell. Yes. Yeah. Shallow uh-huh. hell. Anything uh-huh. where, I do want to say this later, but prosthetics are not makeup. And this episode got those things confused. At the mm-hmm. beginning, it was prosthetics. Agreed. The one semblance of maybe Pete, like I stopped gritting my teeth because they didn't put prosthetics on the women. (sighs) Yet the episode starts with Mr. J having prosthetics on and and calling it makeup. I'm like, that's, uh, that's a different journey, but Mm -hmm. okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Brian. Continue. No, it's okay. It's all, it's all true. It's all real. So Mr. J is saying the challenge here is really taking on the persona of that other ethnicity and really owning it. So that's going to give you a doorway into how much we're about to hang our hat on every possible stereotype, okay? Because they want these girls to take on the persona of an ethnicity, which is not possible. But here we go. I'm going to give you all the breakdown and – I do feel like many of these terms are not are not widely preferred at best and probably offensive at worst. But just so just a heads up, uh, I'm going to share the ethnicity breakdown as it was shared to us. Christina, a white girl, is going to be an East Indian. Tiffany, a black girl, is going to be a Native American. Brittany, a white girl, is going to be an African-American woman. Why did they add woman? Kenya, <laughs> black girl, will be Korean. Kaylin, white girl, will be featured as a Hawaiian. Michelle, white girl with face rash, will be an Eskimo woman. I'm just trying to give context, y'all. It's the best I can do. Naima, light-skinned brown girl, will be Icelandic Scandinavian. Tatiana, the white girl who is mean, will be a biracial woman. Yuvi, light-skinned Mexican, will be a Swedish milkmaid. Becca, Becca, white girl who passes out, will be a really dark, tan, Italian-Sicilian woman. And Noelle, a white-looking girl who ends up saying she is half black, which is new information, will be a traditional African woman with a head wrap and everything. That's a quote. Oh, my gosh. I have so many thoughts. Okay. So let's let this sink in for a second. The number of stereotypes and like problematic aggressions and any number of offensive things that I just said, and we haven't even like on screen seen the actual blackface yet. 
So this is where we are right now. Like you're trying to process that list that Jay just went through in like 15 seconds. And you're like, wait, did you just say with a head wrap and everything? Like this what, is where I Eskimo? Mm-hmm. Again, as we're seeing it, as it was edited, no one thinks this is weird. They're all like excited or pretending yes. to be like, come on, a milkmaid. Some did look a little gooped. They were like still processing. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, they went along with the it, credit. But they looked they shocked. They sure did. They didn't. The eyes they were seemed wide. more shocked about other things so far. Like, there uh-huh. was more pushback uh-huh. about <laughs> other things. Okay, so I want to take a pause too and go back. I want to go back behind the curtain a little bit of the production team. How did they pick these categories? How did they decide how who to refer who? to people's. Well, even like, how did you say, here's the words we're going to use for someone's whole ass culture? Like, the way it's presented, a production assistant came up with this and they were all like, yeah, this looks good. Because who says an Eskimo woman or a Swedish milkmaid unless yes. they are a slightly racist three-year-old? Like, uh-huh. those are just like, what, an Eskimo woman? Like, only a child would come up with that who has no cultural, like, bearings. A Swedish mil- what an Icelandic, like these are just not even actual <laughs> cultural terms. No. It's not even no. an ethnicity. A Swedish milkmaid is just a sex symbol. Like what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. So I have a also, theory okay. that the photographer and the makeup artist are in on this because mm. one of the makeup mm. artists was then the photographer. And then if since we're doing this rewatch, I'm realizing that some of the most fucked up things are coming from the makeup artist. Later on, they say, like, yes. oh, my God, oh my she God. could have leprosy. Or last week when they're like, well, maybe she's just prettier than you. Like, yeah. this is yeah. absolute. So I they feel like chaos. what happened is they just Everybody's in on like, it. who has an idea? Swedish milkmaid. And she was like, yes, who else? And everyone just came into it. It's, like, so confusing. Some of this is, like, race. And then other pieces are ethnicity. It doesn't make any sense. It was I also the execution was chaotic. It was very chaotic. And then I, I was trying to think about. How did they decide who would be who and why? Great question. Like, why? So I, I watched it a couple of times and I was like, so Kenya's eyes are slightly slanted. So is that why she's portraying a Korean one? I promise that there was whole ass conversations about this. And there's they probably, probably notes from more it. About they probably that. burned it. Yeah. They probably, yeah, they, they probably thought more about the matching of the race swap more than anything more than the costume that's what i was thinking too yeah the costuming for this shoot was everyone was just drowned in fabric like it all with bad wigs be neighbors oh the wigs criminal oh, wigs okay. we're not Three even there children okay sorry we're not there we're not to the children we got ahead here's a question i had at this point was we talked about why did they pick these ethnicities why no arab women so here's my theory on this this is the height in 2000, whatever, of Operation Enduring Islamophobia. And I have to believe that if they were going through this list, this horrible idea path, that someone would have thought of a woman in a hijab before they would think of a really dark tan Italian Sicilian woman, which leads me to believe that someone did think of that. And then they were like, oh, God, no, we could never do that. Can you imagine? Can someone hand me more shoe polish for her face, please? Like, yeah. That someone really shot down the idea of a Muslim woman as they were putting blackface on other people. That's oh, like I'm sure. the totally culture agree. and climate of our time. Islamophobia. Oh, also, yeah. We're just talking like, homeland, all of it. The conversation yeah. about Russia and China during this time. Yeah, this was 
deliberate chaos. Like it's still racist and all of the uh, phobias. And I thought too, like, it, it, like, okay, so we're obviously very offended by what we're seeing, but what was, what was the actual conversations like at this table, you know, when they're coming up with everything, could you only imagine like all the offense, all the offense that was, it was just like, I don't know, watching it a couple of we times. We got the just best version it. of it. We got the best version. Right. Yeah. No. And mm-hmm. I, I don't, they do not, I cannot stress this enough readers. The folks who are producing the show, hosting the show are not, there is not a thought in their head that this is not okay. Well, There's one of them is no Kenya moment. Burris. I cannot let this go. One of them is Kenya Burris. One of them is Kenya Burris. <laughs> what are you talking about? Kenya Burris is a producer on this show, y'all. What are you yes, talking Chile. about? Yes, Chile. We need, about? we need to bring it to the forefront. Yes. <sighs> we need a red table talk immediately. Oh, my God. Okay, <laughs> let me get through this. Let me get what? through this. Let me get through it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not Keep done. Going. All right. So now we're at the moment. Now they're actually putting the makeup on them. Okay, my jaw is on the floor. I don't know how you all watch this. It's wild. Like, again, you all are hearing us react really big. I tell you when you see someone use a sponge to put brown makeup on someone's face, you should have a physical reaction. There are several white women that are just standing around in full-on blackface. I cannot stress this enough. They're eating snacks. They're smoking cigarettes. (laughs) They're just fucking hanging out and the color of their face stops at their chin and then their neck is white. It is wild to see this. <laughs> so wild. Like, did they even do the hands? For some of them, I was like, I don't think y'all did the hands. I think you just no, they did it in Photoshop afterwards. Yeah. They add another twist, though. This is what y'all are referencing earlier. They now have to pose in these racist costumes while holding three-year-olds. It <laughs> is important <laughs> to know that the children they get for the shoot all appear to match the actual ethnicity. So no children were put in blackface that we can tell for the shoot. Thank God. But, but it's like no, three like kids. They just had to is. witness it. Yeah. Jeez. It was three children and they made those three stretch across every ethnicity. I was like, what? They I, take I, all these we'll photos. We'll talk about it later because I've got yeah. something about this. They take all these photos. I have like liter- I have nothing to say, but I'm going to keep talking. I have to under I have to underline this part too, and I'm sure you'll get to it. No one is fooling anyone with this makeup. Like these look like white women in blackface. They look like nothing else but white women in blackface. One of them says, "Oh my god, I'm a black girl with a nose job," and the makeup artist, problematic, says, "You're a Jackson," and then they put an afro on her. So uh, oh, I did have a side comment oh. that I had. We have to ruin all of these people. We have to ruin them. I want cover girl. Oh. To- to Everyone answer the phone right this now. This is part Everyone. of Make my my audit. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. At least Naima, for one moment, seems to hint that it is mind blowing to be made up as a white woman. But they sort of edit it to make so it seems like she's really put out by this, and they edit it to make it seem like she thinks it's almost a good thing. But she does not seem she does not think it's a good thing. No, no, no not at all. But not they all. totally edit it to be like, "Wow, I'm not used to being a white woman. It's kind of wild." And she can you can tell she's really like this is not the trepidation cool. there. Uncomfortable yeah. with it. Yeah, super deeply uncomfortable with it. Okay, they end this horror show. They go to judging. The judges are very proud of how fun this twist is. No one fucking cares. Also, Tyra did it too, might I add, for no reason, unprompted. 
Because she does all of the photo shoots and she's the first photo before we see the girls. That's is that true? Right. Criminal. That is so Criminal. true. Double, that is so true. Double crime. Yep. Oh, my God. Here's Facts. some of the shitty judge comments. Immediately, Tyra calls a white girl in blackface, sister, you look like a black girl. You look like my mom. Huh. <sighs> this capitalized, highlighted, italicized in my notes. Okay. Okay. We'll come back to what? it. I'm almost. Who knows where you're from? Who knows where you're from? We really can't switch your ethnicity. So this was Naima getting in trouble for being ambiguous. <laughs> Koreatown, here we come, girl. I don't see a Ugh. black girl. I see an Asian woman. You can't wear flip-flops. You're too short. That was just mean. That I was don't see a model. Delicious. I don't see mean. edge. I don't see anything. I think your face is dead. I think you look possessed. You look like a madam in a brothel. It's coming across very unattractive. If you think about Eskimos and the intensity that culture had, I want to like feel the cold. I wish you were crying in the picture because you look gorgeous right now. Yes. They were extra mean. Oh my gosh. They were so mean. I watched, like, I I didn't have the words to express how I feel about this, but this is malicious. And I know this is a very, this was a mean time in pop culture. Like, everyone was Mm -hmm. being a bitch for fun. But this, this week felt extra mean. Yeah. Like, I guess the evilness has really sat on my spirit. Because yeah, that's that was what it <laughs> It's starting to kick in. Like, yeah, it's it's like okay, in. this is where we are. Yeah. Well, They're tired of mean. Okay, I'm, this is my last line because I don't – I'm not doing the whole build-up to whatever. Noelle goes home. That's it. That's it. They send Noelle home. It's mean. It makes no sense. It doesn't it matter. It did not make any sense and it was mean. It doesn't matter. Noelle's gone. Okay. <laughs> Who's going first? Fila, please. <sighs> okay. It's it's a short audit, and I'm sure we overlap. The first, okay, I think I have three things. The first is the makeup. So mm-hmm. as you all know, okay. I love TikTok, and I love seeing Black women put on makeup. At this point in history, throughout his, let's just say this, throughout history, up until like the 1970s, there was not appropriate shade makeup for Black women, and you can tell as you watch film. And you slowly, slowly started getting shade matches. I would say even to the point now, I'm seeing followers talk up, like people who I follow talk about how these popular makeup brands do not have a full shade range. So I know they didn't have the proper makeup, but these women who are moonlighting as women of color look like the dead. Have you ever seen a black woman before? This skin is like like Crayola brown. It looks so bad. Mauve. Every single woman of color looked like the same woman. Like, what? Mm -hmm. My second. No depth. No depth. No contour. They just dipped them, dipped the head, no, the face in paint, and then moved on. Mm -hmm. The second read. Have you ever met a three year old? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to speak for them because I was a former three year old. I can't, I know they did an editing job or they gave the kids dime a tap or something because a three-year-old is not going to participate in a photo shoot all day. LOL at dime a tap. That is such a throwback. Three Uh three-year-old, multiple shoots pretending to be multiple races. And what gets me about a three-year-old is first, a three-year-old is a chaotic stage of being. They talk a lot. They have a lot of demands. They're learning how to cognitively be here with us. But when Rebecca says... That child was healthy. It was very, very heavy. I don't disagree with her. And I'm someone who has no children. I just carry a phone and that's heavy enough. Mm. But (laughs) dragging a three-year-old for weighing what a three-year-old weighs. 
it's your fault that you can't hold the three-year-old. None of this makes any sense. And as I don't know as a parent if I would feel comfortable having women who could give less than a shit about my Uh child wearing not even appropriate makeup, Crayola, playtime, washable face paint, holding a baby. Appropriating other other cultures. Appropriating other cultures. Mm-hmm. And talking shit about my child. And some of these mm-hmm. people are holding the baby like a sack of potatoes. At yes. least Tiffany and Noelle are holding the baby because they know how to hold one. But y'all are like whining and complaining about this child. There was just no humanity. And that was. That I, was I wrote that down too. I just thought that they were so rude to the children. Rude. And the little girl was like, I'm slipping, I'm slipping. And I'm like, somebody get somebody the kid. Help her. Yeah. Like you're trying to punish these girls with this photo shoot, but the children are uncomfortable <laughs> and they're, they're not props. They're, they're kids. Not props. They're three yeah. years old. They're three. It, it just didn't make, we, I know we talked about the mess of it all of it felt like Tyra male. And then it was like, and then you have to be Korean and then you have to wear yes. this. And then you have to wear this car and now you have to hold a three-year-old. Like it just. None of it made sense at all. There was no reason for the children to be involved. It was problematic enough. Thank you. You said it eloquently. That's all I need to know. No kids. My final read is about Tyra. Now I remember, I remember now why I struggle with Tyra. So after in somewhere along the lines of this timeline, she's going to get a talk show, which is deeply deeply chaotic. It's going to carry on the foolishness. Yeah. Foolishness. And I reader, we will come back to that. But the way she had, there were two things that she did that really just proved absolute chaos. The first was these one-on-one conversations. That oh my felt, gosh. That's my audit point. Oh my gosh. Oh my they gosh. They feel like when you, okay. Have you ever had an experience where you like didn't do well, like well on a test or an assignment in school and the teacher calls you over and you like have a one-on-one conversation and you kind of want to cry because you know, yes. it's like you, and you have a legitimate reason why you're not doing well. You were saying, mm-hmm. but you, you're trying so hard not to cry. And it's not, necessarily the teacher it's the fact that this is really uncomfortable and you're wanting me to share like a personal reason and we just Mm -hmm. don't have that relationship that's what that sounded like and telling people who are single mothers or low income to just work hard and pop out babies like rabbits and just overcome your (laughs) when like the real issue is you need money like I hate when the issue is I need money and you're telling me like be strong Oh, God. So yes, yes to everything you just said. I, those one-on-ones, it, I wrote here that it was just to humanize Tyra because Absolutely. she's on, you know, showing up being a bitch every week. And so at some point you have to make the villain look softer. And so she's talking like this and she's saying, you can touch me. You can feel me. I'm a human. But all of those things were just to freaking humanize her. But she was shady. She was the shady. Time. And she wasn't real. She like could not no. connect with them. And she picked the weirdest wig to do this like <laughs> Oprah segment. And we talked, can we agree that the, the wig did not give connectivity? None of the wigs slash weaves look, I mean, they all look so bad. I, I'm, I have to find pictures of myself because I don't, God, I hope I wasn't participating in all of this. When she tells UV, and I'm so, I just can't wait for UV to go home because I am so Stop. upset 
with how they're treating her. Week I, after too. Week. I want people to go home so they can I love stop her. experiencing abuse at this point. Like Ruby's she gorgeous. tells Ruby, your face is just so heavy. So like you have to really focus on channeling strength or whatever, because otherwise it'll look like this, like dead. You're calling stop me ugly. With that every single week they're calling her ugly in new yep. ways. New yep. ways. Yeah, they hate her. And it's just like, I don't, maybe it's, I'm soft, but I can't, I don't want to talk to you. If I come to a judging every week, you're too short to wear flip flops. Why the fuck did you change your hair? (laughs) You look like a blow up doll. I don't want to talk You're to you. You're a prostitute. Triple X, $34.99. You look like, enough. Enough. I don't want to talk to you. And we have nothing in common. Like, girl, I told you I'm struggling to make rent with my grandma. And you say, full gua. That's not. Well, we okay. are not. Let's, let's talk fine. about that. The way that tri- Tiffany is being treated. Uh, let's, to circle back to um, her, you know, the makeup. Ridiculous. And we can talk about that being told that she looks like a pig on crack like every every single week the references of ghetto uh, when it comes to her these one-on-ones not only was it used to humanize Tyra but it was to weaponize every single thing these girls were telling her Um, it was not a coincidence that oh I miss my baby and so now surprise there's a three-year-old in your photo shoot like I just feel like Oh, my face is falling off. Surprise. We're going to have not one, but two makeup challenges. It just, everything that was being said. Y'all are, you're sick. You're sick. Can I say one last audit point? Because I think you are going to run with this where we are. What is this? What is this? I deep, I think what I, how do I say this eloquently? I really struggle with people who can't relate to like, a working woman's not rich 1% experience. And I think that's what's giving me like the strongest ick this week is that Tyra wants to be liked by the girl so badly. Like, no, she wants to be adored. Like she wants to be held in adoration by them. But then she also says the shittiest things and is like super dismissive of them. And like, I think that came to a head for me, particularly knowing that she does the photo shoot themes every week with the girls. No one asked for that. Like, I love that you love to be a model and this is your career, but like you're doubling down on confirming that this is a good idea by doing the photo shoot. And then when Brittany says that she's a black girl with the nose job and everyone on set and Tyra says two of the most chaotic comments of like, you look like a black girl. She doesn't. There was, there's never a place on earth. There's nothing about Brittany that looks like a black girl. Brittany insinuating the comment about the nose job tells me that she knows stereotypes about blackness and what black women look like. And then for Tyra to say, you look like a picture of me and my mother. You don't. You don't. Like not even a little bit. Not like even not close, even slightly. <laughs> not even close, love. You're not close. Is abso- it's just so chaotic and hurtful and inauthentic. And then to drag, all of these women are very beautiful. But to drag Tiffany and Yuvi and these other women of color every week, Noel, harsher than any other. Well, so hard for what? For what? She's a beautiful girl. For what? Is I don't know what to do with that. It's just like an. It's beyond. It's not evil. It's just like it's malicious. Yeah, that that is definitely no. I I agree with everything you're saying. I also have here 
how can you listen to all of their struggles and still judge them so harshly and send them back to those situations? Like there is absolutely, I feel like there should be some type of compensation for just enduring the foolishness, knowing I'm going back to poverty, knowing I'm going back to paid that, or if they didn't pay them very much for being on the show, I think actually, yeah, I'll have to double check. Did they get paid? I don't feel like they they did. It was very little because we haven't gotten to that point where you get, you don't get paid. It varies. It varies how much you get paid for being on TV, but this was not, the juice was not worth the squeeze for this. That's what a lot of women said about their experience. Right. I mean, we can see that very clearly. My other audit point, I mean, I guess it's just, it's all together this week. I mean, it's just so hard to distinguish like which one is what, whatever at this point, but like Tyra being a black woman and the way I've realized based on like every single week I'm bringing this up, this is really hard for me to wrap my mind around a black woman. Like, okaying the things that are being said to these women of color and you the said way that, that she so perfectly that's exactly how I feel I can't get the yeah, words continue that's it's really thing. hard to see her in particular do it and then I started to think about women like that right like how, it just it's just hard for me to just I don't even know how to eloquently just really put it together but it's just really hard for me to watch her every single week be harder on the women of color and tell Brittany who I'm suspecting is probably the most problematic in the group now that I'm like kind of watching her behavior that she looks reminds me of my mom and I'm like no she doesn't Brittany was mean to the kids she was mean <laughs> to the girl with her she face like, <laughs> she was also she's also saying oh my god Noella we, we get it you have a kid next like she's a problem yeah. and she's the she's talking about the nose job and I don't know I just I Tyra is a problem and I don't even know how to dig deeper than just that. She really annoys me and uh, I don't like black women like her and it's hard to see her every week. Yeah. Can I say something about a problem that I didn't bring up before? Sure. Michelle. I have, I have no notes on Michelle. If someone broiled the shit out of my hair with bleach, I don't, I don't think it, I have no feedback for her. But the fact that they could bring her to a dermatologist, but they waited so long. And if you watch the edit, Juvie is in the edit, but she won the challenge. So it just tells me that y'all waited. And also a dermatologist is a specialist, might I add. And knowing we live in America, the hellscape of Mm. healthcare, (laughs) you had the power to get her into a dermatologist at the UCLA Medical Center and you waited. And then you had a challenge. Any regular physician could diagnose what was happening with her. That was it not just, specialized. That's, issue. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. But why did mm-hmm. you wait? Then no, you had she could have been in an urgent care in four minutes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. why, did you, mm-hmm. why did you do a challenge where they shared brushes? And I, I think back then I felt like, oh, Michelle's crying a lot. But when you have a blemish and something on your face, it really does emotionally rock she you. Shattered. Like, shattered. Yeah. She's, She's a model. Hungry, yeah. And she just, <laughs> everything. You have to always remember how hungry they are. And right. she yeah. just came out on TV in yeah. 2005. And mm. like, homophobia. yeah. And her, I'm telling y'all, her face was bad. It, it had to bad. hurt. Her face was it really, really bad. It was. Yeah. And they were mean to her. It was an open sore. They're Can I tell you some of the things her? they said? Because I did Please. write them down. Oh, I, yeah. Please. Please. Here's what the, some of the, here's some of the comments about Michelle's face. 
One of them said maybe she hurts herself. So like saying that she was doing it that to herself. was wild. Oh. I was very disappointed in the person mm-hmm. who said that. Really? Mm-hmm. That's your maybe reaction? Maybe she worships the devil. Also rude. Is it stress? Michelle has scabies, but she can still be beautiful. She has splatches of her face just peeling off. It could be leprosy. That one I double clicked. That was the makeup artist. Are you for real? The other makeup person says, they say, is there anyone on set who knows voodoo or has any Mm -hmm. chicken bones laying around? Caught that too. If we could just make. So they said that this was a person of color who says that while they're putting this woman in Eskimo face. So like the fuck are we supposed to do with that? What sense does that even make to be putting makeup on someone who has a skin condition? And then sharing brushes. It's an open sore. It's an open <sighs> wound, y'all. Like, the fact that she was like, no, you cannot put that stuff on. Like, also, they're using shoe polish. Like, they're not even using fucking <laughs> I makeup. know. I know. All right. So that, it yeah, Michelle's bad. face was, was, it was, again, that was their main storyline was Michelle's face. And it was very obvious that they had, they decided to kill time and fill time by having yeah. the girls run around and act like they were far more panicked about it than they were. Like that's what mm-hmm. they were trying to hype up is like everyone pretend to be afraid of Michelle's Freaked face. Out by her. Yeah. Which like, I think a lot of them genuinely wanted to bully her though. Like I think, of course, I think, I think they, they, they bored and they mm-hmm. want to just feed the camera so they can sleep in. And so they played into it, but it was evil. Yeah. It wasn't right. Evil. Can I, wasn't can right. I pivot that into one of my audible moments that these minor, minor kind of minor and not related to the, I'm sorry, y'all. I stirred us all off. Yes, but please. Oh. When white girls are so casually mean about black girls, Mm. it Mm. – like when Tatiana says, I'm not sad Brandy's gone, like it's just this little moment in the show and I'm like, you bitch. Like you are so – You did not see it for her. Confident. Like (laughs) – you are, you're just – it's so easy for you to be, like, cruel about her. Like, yeah. with uh, – because I know – look, the one thing I can be an expert on is white women, okay? I will claim it. And white women will not act this way towards other white women. Like, Period. They don't do it. And for her – like, you're – it just comes so easily to be, like, mean to her for no reason. Anyway, it's come up before and like that part when she just had that little throwaway of like, well, I'm not sad that she's gone. She also says she's like naked in bed while she says it. That was curious. Why are you naked? It, why are you topless in bed? <laughs> I was like, why are you? I mean, it's fine, I guess. But like, that's kind of a weird choice when you're living in a studio. Yeah. Like, she's talking a lot of shit now, right? That she's gone. But like right. earlier you were under a bed and everything you had to say was behind <laughs> her back. So like right. now you can talk a big game. I, it's just... It's just deeply disappointing. Yeah. One other note, guys, this is related to maybe nothing because it kind of falls into makeup. Can you all just fuck all the way off with this? Like, we want it to look like you're not wearing any makeup, but definitely put makeup on. Yeah, but no makeup, makeup look. What is, get all the way out of here, capitalism. I see you. You want a no makeup Mm -hmm. look, don't wear any fucking makeup. But don't tell me to put on a bunch of makeup and make it look like I'm not wearing makeup. Get out of here. Get a job. Go somewhere Get else. A job. Get I a job. Read a book. Dare I say read a book? Yes, yes. Read a book. Read a book. Do something besides for tormenting me into buying makeup so that it looks like I'm not wearing makeup. Absolutely not. Right. 
Go to jail. One of the greatest mysteries of the world is this alleged makeup, no makeup look. Because mm. what are y'all talking about? The eighth about? wonder of the world. What are you talking we about? We even also, talk about it now. Like we a, talk about it today. Men. It's always men who decide you whether it looks like you're wearing makeup. makeup or not. It is always men. Yeah, and always I will men. tell you, as a uh, resident in another life, I'm sh- sure I was a makeup artist because nice. that's just what I love. I'm the queen of a no makeup makeup look. We found it, people. She is the resolution. <laughs> she found the code. I believe I, I really believe that. that so easily. It's just the easiest thing to pull off. But why do we want it? Why do we need it? Why do we call it that? Get the fuck do out of here. Do you teach? Do you teach? Yeah. I, I, I do. Girl, just wear makeup. Just wear makeup. Yeah, and it's just, like, yeah. I'm not wearing a lot of makeup. Like, or I, I don't. That it's is the annoying. Back bends that women annoying. have to go through. The back bends. So like, much. I know. Somehow I right, It's always product. men who get to choose. Yeah. Always men are the ones who say, we want we like a fresh face. Get the fuck out of here. I the like fresh a million face is dollars. Being eaten by a bacteria. Like it's That's not- right. You're giving <clears throat> me like silicon powder from Walgreens that you want me to put on top of it and give you a no makeup makeup look. And she's giving flesh. And that's literally the best literally. no makeup she can give. I also have another super random point that has give it goes back to that one on one. Whenever Tyra tells Tiffany, "Oh yeah, when you're sitting at the table and they're ordering things like salmon with fresh creme, like yeah, that's so <laughs> yeah. yeah, I get it. That's like so hard. Like I, what are you what? talking about? What are you talking about? So she doesn't know what salmon is. So with, they're with feeding models. Time. They're feeding models now. The all of the messaging is so confusing. What is Tyra talking about? What is she talking about? They she weighs them the first day they come into the farm, the draft house, and then now she's like, "You're never going to know what fog was." So now they're feeding the models. You can they're eat salmon. as a model, you, and you're you getting even know salmon. What salmon is. It was so dis. It was. I had to laugh because it's so condescending. It's so I also, unnecessary. I also that one on one triggered me more the second go round than it did the first because now that I'm yeah. thinking about it, everyone that sat down, she acted as if she related to everything that everyone was going through. You you have not gone through every yes. single thing. Homelessness. Oh, you know, you don't need. Tyra don't didn't even have, have kids. You don't have children. Yeah, but you're I talking totally about popping out babies. Yeah. <laughs> That one won the second time around was really triggering for me. I was like, oh, it was brutal. Yeah, yeah, it was brutal. It was brutal. Yeah. Um, can we segue into some pop culture news real quick? Please. I just want to talk about uh, Will and Jada on the mic. Uh, we've been. Yeah. We've been talking sorry. about. We've been talking about them via text, but I just I, on the mic, it's worthy to just say number one. Are you buying the book? All right, wait. Set the somebody has to set the scene. What if the set readers up, aren't set following? Up, Jasmine. Yeah, what's set going up. on? So Jada Pinkett Smith is going on a press tour to promote her latest book called Worthy, and in the book, it is revealing a lot about her relationship with Tupac and Will Smith and her mental health journey. But we quickly find out that. She and Will have been separated since, what was it, 2017 or 2016? Yes. And that, in fact, 
when she was at the Oscars with him and he walked up on the stage and slapped Chris Rock and said, don't talk about my wife. She was shocked that he even said the word wife because she hadn't heard him mention her that way in that way in seven years. Tupac proposed to her when he was in Rikers, but she was just like, no, he probably would have divorced me when we got, when he got out. So I said, no, she just goes on and on and on. But I think what is going on online, the conversations is how embarrassing it must feel for Will. So I hear a lot of people saying, oh my gosh, she's embarrassing Will. And then other people saying, she's just telling her truth. Why can't she just speak her truth? What do we say? I want to hear from you. And are you going to buy her book? Okay, you start us off. I say, they're both embarrassing. (laughs) I also might buy the book because I have an extra credit. uh, credit? An audible credit that I might use on it. And I also think she is one of the most inauthentic people ever under the guise of being authentic. Are you serious? I I also have another person. She's a Virgo and I feel like they tend to be really inauthentic people. (gasps) Okay. This is readers. This is groundbreaking. Oh, oh my God. I have another person that I feel is deeply unrelatable, but I don't want to get canceled. So I'll leave oh, it. Wait, will you put it in the chat for us so that we can know? Yes, let me okay, tell you. I, I would slip. I'm make this react, but I won't say it out loud. <laughs> Readers. Completely unrelatable. I won't be discussed. You know what? No, yeah. No, I'm going to transition us. I, okay. So I, I, I don't know. Here's what I think. I think that I've I've told Brenda this. I don't want to hear anymore about other people's no. marriages. And I am a alone. nosy person. I've actually heard too much about marriages this year. I want to hear about people in love. I don't want to hear about PR relationships. And I don't want to hear anything else. Will Smith, I do not. Sorry, friends. This is I don't enjoy him. And I was not going to read his book. I don't want to hear any more from him. I feel like there's always something I'm hearing. Jada's book, if it is in the Chicago Public Library, I will be reading it. I actually really <laughs> like her. I think she gives What? This... No, hear me out. Hear me out. Oh, Jada God. is one of the first famous Black women to give us, like, she can do it all. Like, she can be this, like, girl who lives in your neighborhood. She can be a rock star. She can do a horror film. She can be bleach. She can be cute and tough. Like she's just like an all around black woman. And then as she stopped doing films as much, she's just like quirky and like doing her band and da 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 da. So I, I like, I like this flightiness, this creative energy about her. And I don't want to hear anything else about her marriage. But I like her a lot. I, I like, I don't know much about her as her person, but I just, you know, I think she's done something. She's done something cool. Why not? I'll read it. You know, I mean, that red table talk really turned the tables for me. <laughs> Let's talk about it. What, what but was the pivot for you, girl? It, I don't like people who are, I just don't find her to be authentic. Well, exactly. I think that's you just said. I think that's sounds- fair. The same as what Jasmine said. To be all those things, how can you be authentically anything, right? I if agree. You can be anything. Okay. 
But don't you feel like her and Will, her and Will from Tiffany Haddish's book, I was like, absolutely Oh, no. That wasn't a great book. I mean, another conversation. No, I I like that book. Last book? No. It's... That's authentic. That book is authentic. That was authentic. That's authentic. That was authentic. And I'll just say that, like, that the experience, and I'm like, this really happened, and I feel like it really happened this way, and they're so annoying. Will and Jada (gasps) are so annoying. Couldn't agree more. Will, King Richard, get the hell out of here. Like, it's whatever. Put that in a compartment. But yes, he is I, that I think man in every film that he's in. He's Pursuit that man. of Happiness. He is oh that my man. Gosh. He's just in, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. He is that man. But Jada is, is his wife. And I, I like, again, she pops up. We got to like plot chart the news cycle of <laughs> how she pops up. Please. Because she somehow manages to pop up even though she's doing absolutely nothing. She manages to pop up every two years in the she headlines. Does. Because they feed us. They feed us every – I think – I truly think Jada is someone who like wakes up and she's like charging her crystals and she goes, you know what? I'm going to share something today. I feel healed in my spirit with this and I'm going to share something. I truly think that's that's how she operates. She like feels it in her spirit that this is herself being authentic and it's too much for us. It's too much. I want to know what other celebrities don't like her. Like I want to know – Oh, I love this. Who are her tea. friends and who like so celebrities that listen I think to this celebrities podcast, really like them? Mm, I Do bet you? Gabrielle and Dwayne don't I, like them. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> oh my God. Another marriage. Those Another two. marriage uh, where the public two. is the third party. We are uh, the third partner in their relationship. Oh, that's whose book I need partner. to buy. I need to buy her second book, Gabrielle. I need to buy her second book. It's really it's a good. good book. It's that a first good one was book. good. Yeah. I, I like yeah. them both. I like them both. Mm. Not me. Oh, Both of Gabrielle's book? I'm talking about oh, the shit. Gabrielle. Oh, 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 books she books. doesn't like Dwayne. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? The books. Yeah. What what part was the pivot for you for Dwayne? They are two uh, people who always end up in the news. Go ahead. Uh, Dwayne, I just don't like the way he dresses. And it oh, my God. I like it so much. I hate it with the passion, that, actually. That's your grievance? That's your grievance? Yeah, that is my Wait, do you like <laughs> it? deep. No, no, <laughs> no, I just hate his outfit. I actually oh, I don't mind his outfit. He looks so good. He yeah. does something Ew, different. Uh, He's daring yeah. to be different. He's no. daring to be different. What? Weird. There aren't a lot of men who are hard. giving us anything. Oh. I don't oh, like my. it. Hates it. I'm not you easily impressed. In hate. this day and age, we only hate men if they are credibly accused of sexual assault. But you are out here hating on his fashion. Yeah, you or be literally well anything too. else. Or anything yeah. else. I'll hate a man at the drop of a hat. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, I mean, your outfits can get you out of here real quick. Yeah, and the me. bar is culturally in hell for them. He <laughs> says, be rich better. Do it better. I cannot believe that's your grievance. I really thought you would have like something deeper. No, no, yeah. I don't have anything deep other than his outfits well, are hideous. I'm gonna, well, I'm going to start, I'm going to start a little internal PR came for Dwayne Wade because. I think in this day and age of the terrible men, not them. one. We you should do, vanish. but they need to and pay I, you. I don't think that you, I mean, if you don't follow them, you wouldn't see it. Maybe he's improving and you don't even know it. No, I know exactly what's going on. Still hate it. <laughs> The way you said yeah. that so confidently, and she, she okay. is. Jasmine, I want to know one other surprise celebrity that you don't like. But Bryn, please answer the question first. Let, I mean, end it on a high note. Let the readers, let the readers be goop. 
but Brent, are you reading the book and what are your thoughts? I will not read the book. No. Really? Not even audiobook? No. You're not okay. Damn. Oh, I never do an audiobook. That's the last thing I'm gonna do. Love an audiobook. I do too. It's not. fun. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I don't unless I mean if if either or both of you say, Oh, it's really good, it's worth reading, then I would read it. But Okay. I have, Jessica I have, Simpson is worth reading. I will say yeah. I stand by that. Yeah. I love These basic memoir. ass white women have some of the best, but you know, you all know how I feel about Paris. I just watched that Pam Anderson documentary. Oh, her book, like, is good. her book is good. These, these like late aughts white women are delivering. They are, they're giving yeah, us they a are. book. They're giving us yeah. sure. mm-hmm. I can't wait well, for the Britney one. Oh God. I just saw that oh. Michelle Williams is doing the audiobook. Really? What? Yeah. Yeah. Brittany and Michelle Williams are recording. What? (laughs) Michelle Williams, renowned actor Michelle Williams. Correct. That's what I just read. I mean, maybe I'm spreading I'm confused. It's only confusing. I'm surprised she didn't pick like Selena Gomez, like somewhat. Okay. I'm thinking of who was at her wedding. I'm thinking of like who was Madonna. Like, I don't know. I did not think Michelle Williams. Well, Slay, it's going to be a dramatic read then. All right. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't know what to do with that information. I don't either. I'm confused. I'm actually shocked. Okay, give us one more celeb here. Give Please. us one more celeb, Jess. Please. Oh, that. That, I don't, that I don't care for? That you don't rock with, yeah. That's like a surprise. Nicki Minaj. Okay, actually, that's reasonable. Not that's into reasonable. her at all. She's, she's awful. She has made choices. Complete she's asshole. Rude. Thinks that the like, oh, I could go on and on and on. I really don't like her. And I did like when she called out Miley at that award show. I thought that, that was, was funny. funny. Miley, what's good? I mm-hmm. want to like Nicki Minaj so. No, I, I want to root for her so badly, but her husband and all the other stuff. Just she has girl. the potential. She has the potential. Does she? You know what, readers. <laughs> <laughs> With that note. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Apparently, I didn't drop off. I had to say some things. It was on your heart. It was on your heart. Yeah, yeah, I had to say some things. Oh, one more thing before we go. I just watched the Kardashians episode last night on Hulu, the latest one. And if they keep pumping out episodes like this, I'm out. Oh, Oh, I didn't watch it yet. What do you mean? Like, it's too many episodes, or? It is so boring. Oh, yeah. And this is why we know they made, they made up this fight. They made up the this overproducing. Fight. There's no raw honesty. Keeping up the, with the Kardashians was good because they didn't have as much control as they do now. And you can tell that they have control and it's to their own detriment. But we can get more into that next week. Thanks okay. for listening, everyone. <laughs> she said, wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everyone. Follow us on Instagram at the Pop Culture Audit. Tell us, like, send us DMs. Are you going to be reading Jada's book? And also, what do you think about the rundown of the blackface uh, conversation? Mm, yeah, What's your hot take on blackface. Let us know. Okay. Let us know. Absolutely, we want to know. We want to hear from you all. So, Who's your least favorite Virgo about race exchange? Yeah. Who is your? And please no, don't try to guess. That's how who- we get. <laughs> Yeah, please don't try to guess who Miley's favorite one is. That I, this person will forever never tell. will never tell be unnamed. Uh huh. <laughs> so, anyways, have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, bye, readers. Bye.